Welcome back to Common Sense Fantasy Baseball. I'm here for the, I believe, fourth time with Greg Jewett, which means, Greg, you are now the number one guest on this podcast. Uh, the, the only one I've had back that many times. I think uh, Toby and uh, Zach Waxman are right behind you at three each. So so uh, welcome back and thanks for joining me a fourth time. Of course. Thank you, Drew. That's, that's good company. Those are both great guys. I love Toby and Zach's work. I just wanted to say a big congratulations as well. You're writing for the Athletic now. I think don't are you you're in Tout Wars uh, with with a team, I believe too, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I've never played a points points league in my life, so why wouldn't Tout put me in a format I've never done before? At least I've done head to head, so I'll be able to adjust to some of that nature. But uh, yeah, the the points league is a whole different animal. So for for a dinosaur like me who doesn't like to overpay for pitching, it was an eye opening experience. <laughs> well, I trust you'll be able to figure it out, but uh, congrats on having a big off season. Uh, it's, Thank it's you so much. Yeah, it's to oh. see, uh, see, see your stuff available in more places. I think it's awesome. Um, so I had sort of promised my listeners and my Twitter followers that I'd have you back before the season start might be a little bit late, but you know, you've been busy and, and, you know, we've, we've all been drafting. In fact, it's funny. I've noticed fewer, uh, I've caught up on all my podcasts because I think fewer podcasts have come out in the last week because everybody's drafting. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go through it anyway, and and maybe we can give people some, you know, if they already have had their draft, maybe give them a little. Um, hey, maybe might want to pick this guy up on Fab. Yeah, yeah, the the Fab primer always being a week ahead saves a lot of money. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, with no further ado, then let's start going through the teams and uh, some of them are going to be real quick. So uh, and actually, I, I listened back to our, our episode from before and I wanted to take a few minor victory laps <laughs> for both of us. Uh, so starting with the Orioles, uh, you absolutely nailed this. It was a hard avoid all around. And you even said Tanner Scott in the 39th round do it in, uh, in D.C.'s, which I did a few <laughs> times. Thanks for that. Um, and you know, at this point, you've got him fluid with a couple other guys, and I don't think any of them are real targets. I did look at Scott's, Tanner Scott's ADP, and it's 293, and for me, that's just a pass, because there are other guys around there that mm-hmm. might actually have the job. So any, he's, any he's been a hype guy lately. Um, what worries me is in the spring, he's got a 6 to 5 K to BB rate right now, so as he's He's a good pitcher, but he can't afford that kind of traffic on the bases. Um, so if if well, if, if you're world. in a league where every save matters, you might want to just take a take a kick the tires on Sean Armstrong because he's had a much better whip and performance so far in spring. Uh, and Cesar Valdez could get a couple of multi inning saves, but yeah, this for the amount of games they're going to win with that pitching staff, I'm sure you're looking at the same thing I am. Yeah, you know, I they're, think- they're going to have to win softball games. You know, I mean, if you're getting them at pick 650, then go for whatever guy is there. But don't, I mean, pick 300 for Terrence Scott. No, thank you. Um, same sort of thing with the Red Sox. It's it's still not clear if it's Adovino or Barnes. You know, Barnes. And you're just of- waiting for the announcement. Uh, Adovino was supposed to work on back-to-back gay- days when we're recording today, Monday. So I haven't looked, but um, so I assume he made his outings. I think Boston was just waiting to see him throw in consecutive days to make sure he can handle the workload, but uh, they're going to slow bake Hirokazu Sawamura, although he's been starting to gain a little bit of traction, although his last outing, he didn't throw a splitter, which is weird because that's his swing and swing and miss pitch. Uh, this is another one. You can add out of now and just 
ride him while he's hot. And then uh, if Barnes comes back and usurps him, uh, again, they're both expiring free agents at the end of the season. So there's a chance if Boston season goes sideways, they deal both of these guys. And then at that point, maybe Salamira or uh, Darwin's and Hernandez is capable of taking over. So I heard Barnes's COVID test was a false positive. So I don't know what that means if they're just going to use them both. I mean, are you kind of expecting them to share anyway? It, it seemed like the beat writers felt Barnes was ahead. Um, and then the, the COVID test kind of gave it to Adovino on a de facto. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what the MLB says. I haven't had a chance to go through any, any reports this afternoon yet. So of course my, that's, my whole thing with doing all the other stuff. I, I read, I try, I go through the whole MLB and all of the athletic beat writers each night before I, I craft the coffee and closers and everything else. So that's, uh, well, it's an arduous process, but one I do daily. (laughs) Well, stay tuned to uh, coffee and closers tomorrow, I guess, because that's going to be, you're going to have to scratch your head over that one a bit. I think it'll be chock full. I, I almost feel like I might have to do like an American league version tomorrow and then maybe a national league Wednesday. And then we fire it up Thursday. I like that, except I have my main event draft tomorrow. So <laughs> I mean, I need. I'll do my best. I'll just DM <laughs> you all day. All right, moving on. Uh, uh, Chicago White Sox, uh, you got this one for sure. With a slight caveat, we we thought they were going to bring Colomay back. They brought in um, they brought in uh, Liam Hendricks, but obviously mm-hmm. the point is, we said you know don't be one of these people who's drafting Aaron Bummer in the fifteenth round or whatever. You know don't do anything stupid. And so we, we, we gave people good advice on that one. Um, moving on to a very fraught bullpen in, in Cleveland. Uh, what are we doing here? I mean, obviously, I think, you know, we were open to Karinchak at the right price. Maybe that was a slight miss. But I mean, you've been if, if you're following uh, Greg's, you know, uh, coffee and closers and also the the closer charts. I mean, Whitgren is the first guy listed. Uh, it's It's certainly not a settled situation, but uh, it's, it's kind of de facto because uh, about a month ago, the report started to surface say um, that Karinchak was going to be the stopper. So that meant he would go into the highest leverage moment, according to uh, multiple B reporter, B reporters wrote that Mandy Bell on MLB and Zach Mizell on the athletics. So, uh, and not to mention even, uh, I forget that Paul Hoynes had the same exact quote. So you got three people saying the same thing. I took Karinchak out of the top spot, you know, that there's a chance like last year, Devin Williams finished in my SGPs as a top five reliever, even without getting a lot of saves because he was racking up strikeouts with a unworldly whip and, and ERA control. Uh, not the same kind of guy. He had double digit walk rates in the minors. And again, I love this kid's talent. I love his persona. You know, he did the wild thing haircut. He's cool to root for. However, uh, even this spring now, his last night in two thirds of an inning, he walked three people. Uh, he's up to a 19 to 10 K to BB. So again, uh, a lot of traffic. I mean, you can't, you can't strike everybody out. So he's got to make an adjustment and, get ahead earlier and counts and then he can use his other pitches, but either he's tipping pitches or things are too predictable right now in the scouting report, because it seems like uh, guys are taking way too many free passes off a guy that's talented. So that's, that's a thorough way to say they're going to make him earn the role if he ever gets it. And then the other thing is they haven't, 
made any intimations that he has had the role at any point. And so no, they've, I, I they've never said you, it's his. Yeah. And, and he's, and I, he's, so a, I have he's to going to you a shout out here. Going, yeah. If someone is following your chart, they're saving themselves a huge, huge bust because believe get, get, you know, it seems like everybody's following you now, but he's still going uh, at on average mm -hmm. at one Oh seven in the main event. His max pick is one sixty five. So and Whit, yeah, and Whitgren is going at 286. So I mean, people are just still not quite understanding how to draft closers, uh, you know. And and I think if, and we'll see, we'll save the dark horse for the wrap up. If they're listening to you, they're, they're certainly you know saving some money. So anyway, back to uh, we'll we'll move on from there. What do you think about Whitgren at 286? Is that the right move to make? Is it? I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I mean, it's still not he's certain... nothing. He's nothing flashy, but right, he, he could still share it with one or two other guys, including Karinchak. So yeah. uh, th this this just feels like a big mess. And I, think I don't almost, know that I want to be a part of it. I didn't look uh, up Class A, but I think he's going about around pick 400. I'd almost rather just do that and just, mm -hmm. you know, or you can get well, them that, both. That's, if you, if you we'll, we'll cover that later. But I was going to say, if, if you were patient, the the slow the slow bake arm to get is Class A with that 100, pound, excuse me, 100 mile per hour cutter that has been described like a bowling ball. So, mm. you know, I, I remember another closer had a very good career throwing almost exclusively a cutter named Rivera. So <laughs> if, if Clase can learn was he to, any good? to use that pitch, yeah, he was okay. If Clase could use to learn his and gets command with it, then he could have a very, very good career. Uh, there was a, region, a reason they gave up Kluber to get him. Mm. All right. Well, that's still kind of a mess to me. Um, it's kind of yeah. a judgment call. You just don't want to overpay. But um, anyway, we'll move on. We're, we're going to have to go faster on these others. The Tigers pretty easy. Still no clarity there. Um, you've mm -hmm. got Soto at the first, but I mean, you've got a, a, a very fluid situation. Uh, yeah, they, they, they won't. Of. For some reason, Hinch hasn't given up on Brian Garcia, even though he's another high traffic guy. I, I just... Uh, Garcia to me was smoke and mirrors last year. He got some saves down the stretch, but uh, there was more than one time he had like two people on bases loaded and got like a double play. I, nah, I, I, that, he's like a train wreck waiting to happen. So uh, Cisnero's not 30th round pick at, at Cisnero or even uh, Brian Garcia. Soto is going at pick 297. So no thank you for a guy who doesn't necessarily have the role, you know, and is on the Tigers. Oh, yeah. but <laughs> He's the only one in that bullpen that can throw 99. Yeah, no, uh, that's where I go back to, to roll. And also, you know, the team's not very good, but if he had, but if he had the job, I would, no. I would do it. Absolutely. Um, so we talked about this a little before the show, moving on to the Astros. <laughs> Presley is MIA and it scares me. I think you said the same. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I track this stuff every day. He hasn't, thrown in an actual you know game where there's a score kept you know i know they play b games and they keep score but they're not published on the websites uh, yeah he hasn't thrown in a game since march 11th versus the mets march 11th i know i mean i know zach Greinke can roll out of bed and throw you know six innings um but presley if you and i you know we've discussed this before I, on the summer restart last year he had some elbow issues so you know, I don't want to say there's anything wrong with Presley, but I don't want to say he's 100% either because um, I'm I'm yeah. viewing this a little trepidation like everybody else. Well, I agree. I'm not taking him at pick 80 where he's going when I can just reach a little bit and get, you know, Iglesias or something, or I could just mm -hmm. wait. 
but um yeah that's a, that's a scary situation it what's interesting is that it hasn't changed since we talked about it we thought surely they're gonna they're gonna do something here but uh it's, it's been presley and, and as far as we know it still is but we don't know enough i mean anyway. you have to assume he's okay because they let chishak walk i mean so i mean he was a closer with experience and he asked he has to be released and they let him. So, I mean, I'd have a hard time believing they would let him just walk away if Presley couldn't pitch. But again, we, we do want to see him. I mean, we might not see him until Thursday. I'm a nervous drafter, Greg. I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. When you're, when you're spending that kind of money, yeah, that's let somebody thing. else take the risk. Yeah. Uh, so the Royals, we, you, you, you nailed it by saying no on, on Stalmont, who was, you know, early season was <laughs> some people were drafting. Um, we, I, I guess they brought in Holland and he's going 181 overall now. So what do you think about that? Yeah. I'd rather him, have, uh, I mean, you got him in a fluid he, situation. So yeah, he's, you know, that's just because of the way Matheny ran things last year. I mean, down the stretch after they traded Rosenthal, it was a grab bag. I think Barlow had two saves. Holland had four and Han had two. Now Holland got a little dinged up at the end of the season, but I think Matheny just likes moving people around. I still remember when Holland was the closer, there was one game he came in in the sixth. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, no. I, there's something about Matheny and the way he's doing things. And, and that's a very good bullpen. And any of those guys could close given the circumstance. That's the only reason I keep it fluid until he comes out and says, Greg Holland's my guy. I don't take the color off. Sometimes when you're drafting, you just don't need to assume things. And I think a lot of people are assuming that Holland's the guy and that's, that's fine. It might work out for them, but uh, I'm, I may be thanking you because I have most, I think I have only drafted Holland in one league and I, you know, because, you know, and, and maybe that'll be fine. And maybe I'll be glad I avoided him elsewhere. Um, It's just nice when, uh, when we have, have, more clarity so yeah definitely um, one place we have we think we have pretty good clarity is for the angels uh, Iglesias you know uh, showed up and uh, has been assumed the guy ever mm -hmm. since and uh, you've got him locked in on the chart so we'll just move right past that one um, I was by, just on that though I was shocked that the angels sent Ty Butchery down to the alternate site oh I didn't know that so is Mayors Mayors that happened yesterday yeah. Mayors is the setup but I'm like who the hell's the next in command? Because it's not <laughs> going to be no Ramirez. Uh, they like the rookie Chris Rodriguez, but I don't think he's ready for the seventh inning. It might end up being uh, Patrick Sandoval. I guess they're hoping they can get a lot of innings out of their six man rotation, but I don't know. Wow. Well, I, like I said, they're, they're, they're moving Sandoval into the bullpen, which he might thrive at. So, you know, you he, think, he uh, might slot in there. I just got to see what they do the next spring game. You think that might mean any two inning saves for Iglesias? I mean, he used to do that a lot. Well, yeah, I Madden hinted that he might get more volume this year, so he might go back to getting four and five out saves. Mm -hmm. um, and if that happens, that helps out Myers because then he could pick up one every now and again when they need to rest Iglesias. So, yeah. in leagues where every save counts, those ancillary saves add up, even if it's four. Hmm. That's interesting. Well. Um, that could be big, but we'll move on to the twins. Um, well, maybe we, we should take a slight L here because we assume that they would bring somebody in to be, or, or, or just promote somebody to be the Robin to Taylor Rogers, Batman, but mm -hmm. it looks like they might've signed nope. a new Batman or what, is that still up in the air? Yeah, I'm, I'm putting Colony there just because of the contract, but um, Rogers has actually pitched the best of any of them this spring. So that's encouraging to see. 
um, especially yeah, if you can get righties out. No, and Duffy's uh, velocity's been down. He's been getting lit up, which is weird because Duffy, Duffy's usually the most stable component in that bullpen. Yeah, so he was on your breakout. Yeah, he, was, he was killing it last year. He was. He was fantastic. I mean, in a, in a Souls League, he's gold. So uh, we want to see that velo bounce back. And, and another, we'll, we'll get to another guy in the National League whose velo's been down, and he gave up more runs again today. And, you know, I, I saw a very a smart person take him in a, in a fairly high, you know, stakes draft. And I was a little shocked because I want nothing to do with them, but that, that's a teaser alert. <laughs> yeah. The twins are tough because you don't really want to pay a, a pick around 200 for either guy. If, if they're not going to no. be, you know, hundred percent of the time, uh, one guy who should be hundred percent, because I'm not even sure who else is in this bullpen at this point with Zach Britton hurt, but uh this <laughs> Chapman, uh, anything to say here, or we'll just move on. <laughs> He's not my, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited if he can really, I'll say I'm excited if he can really use that splitter for to get his strikeout totals back. That would be that would be a boon to his uh, overall value. Probably a, I'm going a different direction in the fourth or fifth round, but he certainly deserves to be there um, mm-hmm. when you're going. Yeah, if if I'm if I'm spending big early, I will go Hater or uh, Hendricks. Otherwise, I kind of let it drift, and then I try and get like a double tap in that mid tier. Nice. Uh, for the A's, uh, we had no idea at the time. And I think that was kind of a win. We were right to not assume it was going to be uh, Wendelkin or even Deekman. Oh. Um, so, uh, Deekman, I could have understood, but Wendelkin, I never understood the buzz. So Rosenthal, uh, I think pretty locked in. You've got him, uh, mm-hmm. let's see. Yeah. You've got him as, as the guy. Uh, so we'll just move on there. Um, I will say he's going at, uh, on average at pick 83, which is a little early for me. I don't know how you feel about that. You, I mean, I just, he's been kind of shaky. He was always shaky with the Cardinals, but maybe it's just closers are like that. <laughs> it's, it's that there's so few guys in stable situations that people are going to, they're going to, they, they want, so once that run happens, they're like, well, I better get one. So they grab them at that point. Yeah. I try to find the guys I feel the best about, you know, and pay up, you know, 15 picks earlier or something, but mm-hmm. uh, can't always uh, get with <laughs> it. doesn't always work out that way. All right. So we come to the Mariners and it's been Montero ever since he signed. Um, we thought they would maybe, you know, bring somebody in. We weren't, we were, we were certainly saying this was a soft avoid, but, but we've been interested in Graveman and I, I still kind of am. I mean, wh- what do you think you, you, you have uh, Montero as the guy, but mm-hmm. how certain is it that he's the guy and they're not going to use anybody else and that he keeps the job because Montero's skills aren't the, the top of the line. Yeah, he's a funny one, and he had a rough start to spring, but his last few outings in a row, he's kind of toned things down. So I think the Mariners are going to give him a pretty pretty good landing strip to figure it out. So I think Graveman's there as a backup, and they they rewarded him for switching to the bullpen last year and, and the uptick in velocity. Um, you know, Keenan Middleton's another one of these tightrope walk guys. Uh, I've heard another anal- analyst say that, he thinks Middleton will take this over, but uh, he's hmm. he he's another one strike out the side or a three run bomb. So he makes me nervous. Um, in the minors, you're watching Delaplan, uh, Munoz will return near the end of the year, but I don't know if they're going to rush him. And then, well, technically they did kind of add somebody because they signed Giles to a two year deal so he can pitch next year. Yeah. Um, so I mean, next year that bullpen's going to be filthy. So. Uh, 
you know, this, this is a one year run to see what Montero's got. If the Mariners are contending, they'll hang on to him. But if they fall out of contention, I could see them flipping him knowing that they've got all of those arms lining up behind them. Good call. That's, that's very, uh, very thorough. One uh, that we definitely said to avoid was the Rays. Um, and gosh, just another win there. Cause you could have spent some serious um, draft capital on Nick Anderson. And we were just saying, why? Because they had, what, what, what did you tell me? They had 12 different guys get saves last year or? Yes, that was, yes, 12. They, wild. I wild. think that was, they had more pitchers get a save than some teams had total saves last year. So, but now. Including now the Orioles. So now he's actually, um, you know, going to be out for a while. So it's, there's fewer guys, but I mean, I'm still. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad because I did put, I, if you, if you, I know you read them all the time. So a week before I had his stack cast box up with the velo, I was like, uh, it may just be me, but I'd be paying close attention to that velo drop. And then bang a week later, there he goes. I mean, you have to watch those things. I mean, it's important. I mean, we were kind of off him anyway, but no, I mean, that was an even more, <laughs> there's, there was really just no reason to pay up. And, and now it's like, okay, it's probably going to be for at least a lot of the saves Fairbanks and Castillo, but I mean, and that's what we get... think. And then, then they'll have somebody like Ryan Thompson come out of nowhere and get 15. I mean, that's just who the Rays are. Um, I said this to Joe Sheehan during the first pitch. I was like, I'd love to see him do a study or background. I don't have the time to do it, but I think Tampa Bay has almost adopted this credo where they grab these guys off the waiver wire. They bring them in, they make them better. And then these guys will do whatever they want because they're under team control and they just want to be in the majors. So it's like a soft landing spot. So they get the, they find guys with velo or whatever they like, they get them in there they do the stuff. And then, you know, they don't have to worry about giving them big contracts and that's another way for them to save money. I mean, it's, it's kind of smart when you but look at it, but, and you know, rack up the strikeouts and usually pretty good ratios. So I, I kind of like and then, and, these guys after pick 300, you know, if it's right. And, and then you get somebody enough, that's you know. like, Oh, I don't care if I'm the closer, as long as I'm, I got a job in the majors, you know, it's, it's kind of, if that's what they're doing, it's really smart. Well. Amen to that. And they're, they're not going to, I mean, you're not going to be looking 10 saves in the mouth this year. You're going to be glad for every save you can get. So uh, um, I do, I do really like that Shane McClanahan kid. If they bring him up, um, he's a filthy lefty. He, he struck out the side, I think more than once in the spring and batter. You just, one thing is you watch the batters faces when they walk away and they're all like, like, <laughs> Holy crap, where did that come from? So um, I know he wants to be a starter, but I think this year he'll be a bulk slash maybe late inning guy when they do bring him up finally. Uh, and when he gets up there, he might not go back down. Let's take a quick sidebar on, uh, I, I know I, I DM'd you about this, but like other guys that like McClanahan are worth having, even if they're the bulk innings type guy. I know you've been a fan of Alex Reyes. He's having a great mm -hmm. spring. Um, I, I um, he might like start out as the closer. I can they, feel, all the yeah, reports yeah. in St. Louis have said they're going to, they're going to ease Jordan Hicks into things. I mean, he hasn't been crisp this spring. I mean, he's, he's rounding in the form. Um, I watched this out in the other night. Uh, he's been trying to dial down the velocity a little bit to get more movement, but you know, he got into a little bit of trouble, got a ground ball. I mean, the nice thing about Hicks is he can get ground balls all day. I mean, he has like, I believe a career negative 0.5 launch angle against. So, um, but but he's still, you know, any guy coming back from Tommy John and you're off, it's going to take time to get your command and all of your things back. So uh, right, it's going to be a shock to people if Reyes comes out and gets the first save. 
Everybody in my main event tomorrow, cover your ears. But I think I'm looking at Alex Reyes in the 30th round if he's there. So he's he's free money right now. Um, I I kind of if like, he gets five early season saves, I mean that you bank him. I mean that's it is what it is. I um, love these you know draft and hold leagues, and I, I when I'm trying to add that to my game, uh, you know, obviously you get pitchers late in general, starting pitchers, whatever, uh, prospective closers, but a guy like that can get you, you know, a hundred innings, and they're you know, 130, 140 strikeouts, and really good ratios. I mean, that's really valuable to and, and vulture some wins. So right. I'm, I'm trying. And, to oh, look- I thought I thought my man Freddie Peralta was going to do that, but now they put him in the rotation. But it is what it is. He still got. TJ Antone in that sort of a role. And they already said he might get multi-inning saves. So again, if, if he gets five vulture wins and saves five games and racks up a bunch of strikeouts and protects your ratios, there's value in that. Yeah. One, one other guy that's just popped up on my radar is the Braves. Tyler, is it Matzek or Maztec? <laughs> Matzek. Matzek. Right. You know, but, it's uh, funny. He was great last year. He's been struggling a little bit. You know, you know, here's a guy, I mean, I mean, it's too late for draft and holds, but Derek Holland has been absolutely killing it as a reliever. Uh, his velocity's ticked up. He's getting all kinds of strikeouts. He's a, you know, as much as I love Soto, Holland's a wild card in that bullpen. I'm going to be watching him very, very closely. I think I looked at the box score before we hopped on and he had three more strikeouts in, in 1.1 innings today. You know, he's, he, hmm. I, I will, I'll try and publish his lines um, and show you, but if you look at his KBB this spring and the VLO uptick, uh, there might be something there with old, uh, with old Dutch oven. All right. Well, uh, maybe I need to back off of Matt Zach or whatever his name is. All right. Yeah, I'm a little worried about the regression monster on Matt Zach. All right. The, uh, a very fraught, Penn has been the, the Texas Rangers. I mean, it was it was bad enough when they were going to try to piece Leclerc, you know, hold Leclerc together with duct tape, and then that didn't yeah. work. So now well, uh, they they announced today he's getting Tommy John. Oh, uh, did they? Did you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah Levi it. Weaver tweeted it out before we came on air. So yeah. So with Hernandez, so pour now, one out for Jose. He's a sweet guy, but yeah, it's so now you're looking at the uh, the former president race between Kennedy and Bush. Uh, and then in, 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 in deeper leagues, you're keeping tabs on Jason Sabors. Okay. And if they need a left detail or Hearn, because apparently they might be pulling him out of the rotation and putting him back in the bullpen. Yeah. I'm, I'm throwing my darts at Kennedy, but we're talking like pick three mm-hmm. or later. And, you know, yep. no, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, he okay. saved 30 games in 2019. Supposedly he was pitching hurt last year. Uh, I think his ties with Chris Young being former teammates will get him the first crack. Um, and then if not, then they got Bush to turn to. This is why you speculate. And then, you know, that's what fab's for when it doesn't work out. So I, I, I definitely think uh, that's, that's the way I'm going to be playing at least my third closer, if not my second closer in most leagues is just, you know, just throw, throw a bunch of darts and, and see mm-hmm. what happens. Uh, the Blue Jays, uh, this one's kind of near and dear to your heart as a, as a big fan, I think, of, of Jordan Romano. Um, yes, I did. I drove that bus last year, and then he got hurt like his second game as closer. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it had to, to, he had to come back into the role through another injury to, to Kirby Yates. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a fraught project. Um, you, were, you were telling me all along, you know, they're probably going to use, you know, do it like a 70-30 thing or, you know, at worst, mm-hmm. an eighty twenty thing where where Romano gets in there anyway, and his his skills make him worth it. And now it might be he's so the now, yeah. eighty. 
Right. Now you so, shift him to the 70 and you put the lease into the 30. So I, that, I thought that was well said in your, your latest wrap up. All right. I'm going to move quickly to the National League. Um, we, we said very clearly to avoid Arizona. And I think we were, that was, that was good of us, good on us. And we said, you know, you can take Crichton after the 20th round if you want. And, and then they signed Soria and now, you know, and, and he's kind of been teetering with uh, whether he's the guy or not. He has not had a very good spring. So is he the guy? Or... Uh, he's been, he's been okay, but Lovulo is like loyal to Crichton. Here's the funny Lovulo is loyal to Crichton and uh, Hazen brought in Soria. So it's almost like a, a battle of wills here. Uh, it doesn't help that Crichton gave up, I think, five earned runs yesterday and without recording it out. Uh, so, so I'm just, taking the long, I'm taking the long view. I, I, I've hitched my wagon. My, my new hype boy this year is JB Bukaskis, uh, as opposed to Romano last year. He's, I've really liked what I've seen. He gave up his first two hits of spring yesterday, uh, but he's still got a 13 to zero K to BB uh, through, I think six point something innings this, uh, this spring. So he's a failed starter who now is moved to the bullpen where his, uh, mid nineties fastball and slider plays much better than it does as a starting pitcher. Well, I should have known you would beat me to mentioning Bukowskis. I was going to say, we should all just listen to you and avoid this <laughs> one and then drop Bukowskis in the last round. So if I don't get Alex Reyes, maybe I'll take him, but I uh, might have to sit on that one for a while. I don't know. Yeah, I would say that's what you're going to do is you watch that and then you just try and get them like a week or two before it happens. It's still an avoid for me. I think I, mean, mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah, I would. I would stay and, away. You know, sometimes you just got to go with the guy that has the job for as long as he can. But I mean, it's just not even certain that he does. So the Braves, uh, you have finally taken off the uh, the training <laughs> wheels, the fluid situation and, and, and called well, it. Smiths look good. Will Smith, he, he's, he's, he's a good pitcher. Uh, they have mentioned many times all offseason that Chris Martin will get some. And, yes. you know, I still feel Same like he deal. So this could be a 70-30, 60-40, but I, I leaned closer to the 70-30. Um, I've really come around on Smith. Smith. Yeah, I've really come around on him. Okay, I, I totally agree. Um, and, you know, uh, you were a little bit, closer to that and, and, you know I, I was I was a pretty much a hard avoid on the Braves because I was pretty sure they were gonna last time we talked I was thinking they might bring Melanson back and I was like I'm just gonna punch myself in the face if this happens and it's neither <laughs> guy so I don't have a lot of Smith or uh, uh, Chris Martin but I, I don't begrudge anybody who does so yeah uh, did you Cubs, did you see that story I would say did you see that story where Atlanta was gonna sign Yates and then they saw the medicals and declined because oh, Yates can, was gonna go there before Toronto it's pretty believable now unfortunately yeah. Wow. Um, so the Cubs, you know, kind of thought, yeah, Kim, it was Kimbrel's job to lose. Well, <laughs> it it still is. Accurate way to put it. <laughs> um, the He's best going, thing I read, I would say, the best thing I read was uh, uh, Sharma from the Athletic did an article talking about the mechanics, and they said when Kimbrel's fastball has tail like a two seamer. He's struggling with his mechanics and release point, but when he's on top of it and commanding it, um, it's it's when he's getting right. So it appears he's turned the corner, working in the Cubs lab. So I have to pray because I did take him in the TGFBI, and I was kicking myself because I was like, all right, I'm like, I went back and forth between him and Will Smith for probably a couple of minutes on that four-hour clock, and. I think for Ajita's sakes, I would have been better off just going Smith. But I was like, ah, I've been a Kimbrell guy. I'll go with him. Uh, thankfully, Eno Saris is also on Kimbrell. So that, that gave me a little, a little reprieve. 
<laughs> You're nothing if not loyal to your guys. I, I know it, <laughs> it pained you to to move Edwin down even a, even a spot or two earlier. So uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So uh, let's see, Cubs. Um, why? I, I took I took Doolittle out of the share. I just don't like what I see. Oh, okay, we we were saying a glass. They can they can talk him into it. They can talk him into existence. I just don't buy it. Yes, this is the Reds we're we're talking about. So so are we are we? You've got Garrett and Sims, but I, I just don't know where you can draft either of them and how much either of them is going to hold of the role and if if TJ Antone is going to work in there. Are are they going to are they going to pick a guy? They said they were, then they didn't. I mean, like what's what's going on here? Uh, a lot of double talk. So Derek Johnson, again, uh, in an interview with C. Chen Rosecrans was saying, you know, well, this guy could be a closer and this guy could be a closer and this guy could be a closer and Antone will close some too in multi-inning appearances. Uh, I just, I don't know if it's a smoke screen, but I mean, I know Garrett wants the role. I know. And that did, and that did boil to a point. I mean, that's why Rizal Iglesias is no longer in Cincinnati because they used him a couple of times in the seventh and eighth inning. And he's like, I'm a closer. I don't want yeah. to do this stuff. And it, and it, they butted heads. And at the end of the year, they dealt them because they, they didn't want to deal with it anymore. Um, so I, Garrett seems like a very strong personality to me. So if they don't give him the full run that he thinks he deserves, that, that could turn into a very similar situation like a glacier. So I'm going to be watching that very, very closely to see how all that plays out. Um, as far as trying to predict it, no idea. Yeah. Uh, Garrett's looked terrific. Uh, Sims did look much better in his last two outings. Um, so his velocity's back. Actually, Garrett's velocity is a little down compared to last year, but he's got 10 strikeouts in four innings. So it's hard to argue with it. Totally agree. Yeah. I've just been for the most part avoiding it. And it probably just means Garrett's going to take it and run and get 40 saves, but what can you do? <laughs> I don't uh, know if he'll get 40. One, one guy I have, uh, uh, d- drafted quite a bit is Daniel Bard. And that's because, you know, when we talked before we were pretty set is this is as much job security as you can have. And this guy's going to pick, you know, two fifty plus. Nobody um, wants him. Nobody wants him, but you know, he's kind of had the job and, and, you know, you scared me for a minute with the Oberg thing, but unfortunately poor guy. Uh, is, that poor um, kid. Yeah. That's yeah. horrible with the blood clots, but you know, I, I, I just took Bard again. Um, yeah. I got him in TGFBI for like nothing and he hit 99.1 miles per hour yesterday. I mean, that doesn't fall out of trees. I keep hearing everybody going, Oh, I don't trust them. And this, that, and the other is going fine. To then let me, you know, let like, me keep you- getting them for dirt cheap. It's fine. I'll, I'll take it. It's crazy to me because it's like, okay, I can take Brad Hand at pick 110 or whatever. I can take this guy 100 picks later, you know? I mean, I'd rather have Bar than Hand right now. Exactly. Not even a question. Not and, even a question. And, and furthermore, they both definitely have the job. And that's really all I'm looking for half the time. I mean, like, yes, you, if I had your knowledge, I would, I would, I would take it to the next level. But I mean, jo- job plus 100 picks pretty much Trump skill in my opinion. I mean, a hundred yeah. picks, you know? And so that's the well, I, at this point, I think their skills are pretty, pretty much yeah. the same. Uh, I mean, we don't know what hands going to throw day to day. Bart's right, at 99. Main event 99. Be quiet. Be quiet. I gotta, <laughs> we gotta get through this draft before we tell everybody to draft uh, Daniel Bard. Uh, well, well, look at his main event ADP versus regular. You'll see a big difference. Yeah. At least somebody knows. Hopefully that'll be me tomorrow. Okay. Uh, we, uh, the Dodgers, we kind of have, we kind of said that you, you said you were avoiding Jansen 
I said he's yeah. looked pretty good this spring. I, I got to give it to him. Um, I avoided him based on his collapse last year. Now they're attributing someone and saying now that he the had playoff. COVID and this, that, and the other. But the playoff you know, I was weird, you know. Yeah, I don't blame you for that one. But um, no, I, we'll take the L if we have to. There, I mean, it's yeah, it's, that's fine. I'll, I'll take the L if he does it. But again, it's, it's better to be gone thing. a year too early, and it's a long season, and long, it's still ex- long season. And he's not Brad Hand, but it is still an expensive pick. And that's the thing. He's gonna, you're going to take him at 100 when you could just wait and take Daniel Bard. And I, why am I still mentioning Daniel Bard? I hope, well, okay, the, the nice I'll thing wait. about Jansen is he's on a much better team. So there's a lot more save chances there unless they're blowing everybody out. That's true. That's true. I still think, you know, it's it's really hard for me to pay up for a guy that I'm not 100% like you mm-hmm. know, the, the Hendricks or the hater of the uh, haters of the world. I mean, those you know those granted that's another 50 picks higher but you know if you're right. gonna pay up pay up um uh the marlins we we thought they might bring uh Kinsler back they ended up bringing in someone else so i'll give us a half mm-hmm. credit on that one um <laughs> what do you think of anthony bass i know he's been moving up boards actually he's uh, okay i mean he's you know anthony bass is nothing exciting but um the moment they signed on my message craig mish and i was like is bass the guy and he says as of now yes so that's that was like okay that's um, all you and need. then I, and then, and then Craig's the same guy who told me, he said, if it's not Hicks, it's Reyes. So, you know, he has good connections with the Cardinals. So if you have somebody that can give you a little bit of insight like that, you, you take advantage of it. All right. Well, give, give me the rest of his uh, insights offline after we, uh, after we stop recording. Those are the only two I asked him about because those are his two rules <laughs> of ties. But, uh, <laughs> I've been treating Bass similar to Bard. I mean, they've both been going. Yeah, into, they're, they're, very, they're very proximal to each other. You know, to late 200s. And, you know, why not? I mean, he's got the job. Um, speaking of got the job is, is hater. Uh, we, we were both a little trepidatious before just because I was we a little nervous. Yeah. I, I, said I was a little nervous last year, but, um, even this spring, he still put a little too much, uh, traffic on the bases, but supposedly he's working on a change up and refining his slider. So as long as the reporters telling me that they're working on pitches, they're not used to, I'll, I can handle that. You know, yes. if, if a guy's throwing, five miles below his normal he's getting torched every night and then i've got to then i gotta get worried so um i'll i'll take them for their word and they did say hater will be used as a traditional closer this year so the multi-inning outings are probably gone by the wayside so you just have to dial back his strikeouts a little bit but he's still a great closer he's going to pick 49 so if i'm taking a, a closer in the fourth round i mean this is this is what you're paying up for and i'll tell you i'm doing it I, i'm more likely to do it now than i would have been two months ago because there's just so much that can happen and mm-hmm. you know you just you don't want to waste that pick but now it's like if, if it's not hendrix it's probably the, the best guy to go to i think i got him at 55 in my rotowire oc okay you got a deal then mm-hmm. uh Moving on to the Mets and going even a few picks later at 61 overall is your boy Edwin. Um, yep, you've had him pretty much the whole time as as the guy. <laughs> assuming May is going to be the the the, uh, the setup guy. I mean, that seems like what they're going with. Are you still feeling good about that? Yeah, I mean, I know Rojas said he he might use it as a fluid situation sometimes, but uh, Diaz seems to me like a Glacius. I don't think he would accept it. All right. Well, so I, I took him in uh, TGFBI. So if I if I win first overall in TGFBI, I'll buy you a couple of uh, cups of coffee. And uh, nice, nice. A la coffee and closers. Um, so moving on to uh, I lost my place. What's after New York, Philly? The, um, oh, the Phillies mess. It's still a mess, and and I think we. Uh, I, I've I've changed this grid probably every day. <laughs> I'm like, oh. You, 
I'm going to put Alvarado first. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. They, they don't have another lefty. Bloop, I had to move him back down. And then Naris looked good. And then he gave up a home run today. Bradley's still throwing two miles per hour below two years ago. Um, so, yeah, Girardi hasn't announced anything. So that's probably going to stay blue until Girardi says he's my guy. What's funny to me is this has kind of stayed where it's been all offseason, except there have been times when people overdrafted like Bradley or somebody assuming that he was going to get the job. But right. when the they first part, signed Bradley, you assumed he was the guy. Yeah, but you, that's what you have to not do. And as we're, as we're talking through this, you, you know, it, a pick around pick 300 is a dart. Anything close to 200 or above is assuming to me, it's assuming that the guy is going to be the guy. And I was never ready to do that with any of these guys. I do have several teams where I have Neris, but I've gotten them around the 20th round. So I, you know, yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're throwing a dart and, and probably the cheapest darts Alvarado. So um, right now, Jojo Romero can get his stuff together and come back up and Neris and Bradley are struggling. Then Alvarado could, take over the ninth inning. Cause again, he's, he's hitting a hundred every night. So you, you can't teach velocity. It's funny. They're all going. So uh, I, I wrote down the average picks in the main event, Nearest 257, Bradley 273, Alvarado 320. So they're not, none of them are cheap. Right. So Somebody- if I'm taking the dart, I'm going the cheapest one. Yes. And if he gets me double digit saves, then fantastic. Sounds good. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. No, somebody's throwing a pick away, but uh, you know, at least they're fairly cheap. All right, mm-hmm. here's one I think we kind of missed on. I say I think because uh, and the, for the Pirates, we, we said, you know, let's just assume Richard Rodriguez because he's really good. I mean, he might get traded. He, might he was terrific be. last year. And, and, you and, said and, and actually his, his second half of 2019 through 2020 was terrific. But um, he's the guy we were talking about earlier is he's working with reduced velocity. He's been two to three miles per hour on average down every outing this, this spring. And he gave up more runs today. So off the top of my head, I think that means he's given up runs, I think in five of his last six appearances. Mm-hmm. Not what you want to see. So you have uh, him in red actually. And then you have Kyle, I'm Crick, worried. Kyle Crick and uh, I, I guess those, that's a fluid situation, but we yeah, it's really fluid. It and then be. the, the wild card here is David Bednar. I don't think they trust him yet, but he's hitting 97. Um, Crick just got up to 94.3 his last time out, but he was at 95 something when, when he was healthy in 2019. So loyalty, they might put Crick in if Rodriguez can't. And, and, and the team is on record saying they prefer Rodriguez as a setup reliever. So, so what does it mean when you have Rodriguez as the first guy listed, but he's in red and then you have it fluid with Crick? Because here's because Rodriguez had the job last we knew, which was the end of last season. Um, there's been nobody's coming out and saying Crick's our guy. Um, so I just have to, I, I, I will, in this situation, I see to last year until I see something that tells me otherwise. So interestingly, Crick is going on average 417th in the main event. And, wow. and honestly, he's only gone in 22 of the 26 leagues. So you can probably get him with your last pick. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, write that one down as well i mean yep. it's you know as long as we're throwing darts you know mm-hmm. yeah you i'm totally okay with that throw the I mean, he's got dart. a great slider we just we just you know if if something comes out with rodriguez not being healthy and then you're then you're then you're looking good 
Rodriguez, on the other hand, going pick 198. So I am not. No, thanks. I will be avoiding that. Again, I, if you, you're asking me, like you said, last, last winter, then I was like, oh yeah, that'd be a great price. Now I'm like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. I just don't like the recent results. If somebody shows you who you are, believe them. Unfortunately, your boy Cedarland, another, uh, is it, is it Tommy John for him? Yeah. Yeah. He got Tommy John. So sad trombone. I will say uh, I I missed your advice. I didn't see your your DM soon enough to take him in the draft that I take uh, that I took Richard Rodriguez. So instead <laughs> of taking uh, Cedarland in the in the 49th round, I got Anthony Bass. This was obviously before he signed. Oh my good God! Yeah, so, thank God my DM didn't come through. It, it worked out. It worked. Thank out. you, Twitter. Usually, usually listening <laughs> to you pays off, but that was a rare case where I, I got lucky. No, that's fine. All right, this is this is one I have to say. Um, you, know, you, you said this is a quote from when you were on before Padres are in, so they'll sign someone, um, you know, and so that, that's exactly what happened. They actually signed uh, Melanson and yet <laughs> we don't know what they're doing. You know, for a while, it sounded like the beat writers were, were thinking Pomeranz was going to get the bulk of the chances. And uh, then lately uh, Pagan has moved to the fore and I, I've, I've been reading your, uh, your um, updates you know, and it, it seems like it's, it's, uh, Pagan is getting a lot of support and, uh, you must, uh, agree cause you've moved him to the front, but you are, I think wisely keeping this as a fluid situation. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's hard for me to commit either way. Cause like somebody was coming at me a little bit on Twitter about Pomeranz and I'm like, I'm not arguing that Pomeranz is the best pitcher in this bullpen. That's not the issue I'm arguing is that they have a rookie Ryan Weathers as one of the, as the only other lefty in this bullpen. So, and he's there because he can work multiple innings. So he's not going to, they're not going to use Ryan Weathers to come in and face a guy in the last out of the seventh inning. If they need to get Corey Seager out in the seventh inning, they're going to call on Pomerantz. That That's all I'm saying. It's he's the yeah. stopper. He's the guy in the highest lever moment when they need him. He's going to go in because he is the best pitcher in that bullpen, not necessarily the closer. And that's just, something you have to account for. Can Pomeran still save 10 games with health? Absolutely. Uh, will he save 30? I don't, based on how they say they're going to use them. No. So Pagan for me is a huge, no thanks at his main event price of 187. I just, I, I yeah, feel he's, like, he's a helium guy. So everyone's coming around on him. Yeah. You know, people are excited because it's going to be a really good team and you want their closer, but I just don't think he's going to, I mean, I, I see this as a 40, 40, 20 type of situation where maybe it's quite possible. 20% or 40, somehow. 40, 10, 10. We don't know. Yeah. Or it could be raised where it's like 40, Cause, 30, cause, 2020. Kayla's actually Kayla's outpitched Melanson in spring. Wow. It's never been a question of stuff with Kayla. It's been health and mental. Well, that's, I mean, he's, he's a very good pitcher. He's just a doofus. If you think he could get 10, even, you know, he might be worth a last round pick. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of guys to just throw a dart on. Um, Let's move to the giants. Wait, no, let's not. The giants uh, is a frustrating situation. And that's what we said from the get go. Don't trust (laughs) Kapler ever. I don't, but you know what? I, 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 I paired up with Hater. I have McGee and Bard. What did you pay? Like what round are you talking for McGee? Uh, I actually took McGee before Bard. Oh. I, went, I went like back to back because I like to just pocket them together. So now I'm not Blast chasing them. or worrying or, yeah, but I still think he can get 20 to 25. I, I think there's going to be less saves this year because they're going to be so spread out. So I, you know, I know we're used to getting, I think 73 is usually like the 80th percentile. That number might shrink more. And if it does, then 
if, if I can get 30 plus from Hader and I can get 20 plus from Bard, I only need 20 from McGee. And at least I'm getting a guy with good skills Yeah, in a good ballpark. If you, if you got all three of those guys, I'd say you're, you're golden. I'd be happy with Hater and then. Well, that's only a 12 team, not a 15, but yeah. I'd be happy with like Hater and four late darts and a 15 or you know, Hater and Bard. <laughs> and I'm feeling, I'm feeling. In a 15. Yes. It's a different animal. Yep. It's a different construct, but yes, it's, you know, you can piece them together at the end. So, uh, you know, that's pretty much, uh, he's going to pick 190. So I, I, you know, again, I wait for Bard again, I probably take, right. it's not egregious. Fast, and that's, but... you know, I paid attention to the main event stuff. So that's why I went McGee then Bard. Cause I figured that was the order. Yeah. I'm like, if I went Bard first, right. somebody would have plucked McGee. So I, I, I don't I'm... like to be a slave to ADP, but I just used it to, to, put the pieces together you know what i mean totally that's a smart way to play it i've done that a lot where i'm like i really want bard here but i think i can get him next round so i'm going to get somebody else and then i'll come back for him um yeah, it can bite you in the butt but yes so uh now for the cardinals we said pretty hard avoid for us just because it was it was very unclear back then uh you you called out hicks but you know we kind of said avoid um, I think you've kind of come around to Hicks. Uh, they said a lot. I like the skill set. I just we just need him to get on track. But, but I know it, it, I, I don't think he's ready to close Thursday. I noticed you have it fluid, and I wish I had noticed that earlier because you know what you said about Reyes is pretty intriguing. I wish I had taken a more a couple more stabs on him already. And if uh, yeah, like I said, if if I had to pick one of those three to get a save Thursday night, I would pick Reyes. Hmm. Wow. Well, so again, he might only be there for a month while Hicks gets back on track. And then once Hicks gets ready, they can start moving Reyes to the expanded multi-inning role. Um, but again, if you're banking five saves at the beginning of the year, then giddy up. Yeah. And again, you know, maybe tomorrow's my chance on uh, And a what if he doesn't card. give it away? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we saw, we saw yeah. what Carlos Martinez did as a closer. I'm pretty sure Reyes has a skill set that aligns in the same ilk. That's a really good point. And that's the reason I take all these darts. It's because like, you don't have to find a guy with incredible skills. You have to find a guy who stumbles into the job, you know, mm -hmm. maybe falling backwards. And as long as he can get the job, there's a chance he can hold it. You know, that's just how closer works for, you know, it's at least that's the way it, it has worked. And we'll see if things change this year, but you know, like you, like we've said a couple of times, 10 saves, 20 saves, 25 saves is going to be just money in the bank this year. Especially last, if you're not burning fob. <laughs> right. Last but not least, your your uh, uh, Washington and your your boy Tanner Rainey uh, was. He's coming someone, around. He looked good today. Someone we Two we called out, but we we you know we said of course they they're they're very likely to sign someone. They did. They signed Hand. Um, Hudson could still work in. I I feel like Hand is not going to get all the saves. You've got him in red, so maybe uh, talk about that for a little bit just a performance. I think today he did not give up a run, but he's been getting hit hard. I mean, it hasn't been like soft contact. He's they're smacking the ball around. I mean, you know, I go back and watch some of the games and the outings. I just want to see what's going on. And it's, you know, his, his fastball is a little straight. I mean, I know last year I said his, his, his velocity chart was like an EKG and he's still doing the same thing. And I've asked the beat writers more than once in different writing things and beat writers insist that his velocity is okay. But uh, I think they're just speaking into existence to justify that $10 million contract. Uh, 
I mean, what does it tell you when the major leagues, he was on waivers and no one took him? I mean, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. And, and Cleveland knows pitching. Yeah. Okay? They, got out of, they got out of Kluber before Kluber burned them. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have zero. They, they might Kluber. be doing the same. They might be doing the same thing with Brad Hand. I mean, I, I have zero. Cleveland's Kluber very savvy. For that reason, exactly. Because I, I don't want to be on the, I don't want to take the opposite side of what Cleveland is taking on pitching. I feel right. like they, they're, they're they very they're savvy doing. with their pitching. Yep. Well, believe it or not, unless I missed something that wraps us up for the. Yeah, we got through everybody. And so I wanted to uh, sort of wrap up the, the episode by asking you, uh, you know, a lot of people have already done their drafts. Uh, things will be, things will be changing. So I guess two questions. One, if you have any sort of, uh, you know, pick this guy up now, kind of late guys that might be hanging around um, that maybe aren't the first guy you list on the thing. And then two, I was going to, I was going to make you play prognosticator and name two guys. I, I want two names that are going to get the role sometime this year, even though they don't start with the role. So um, I, I think we talked about one. I, I still, I'm still a, a rainy believer. So I think at some point hands going to pitch his way out of that closer role and rainy will finally take it over and run with it. Right. Um, so if you can stash, that's a good name uh, to stash. Yep. Yep, that's that's a good walk off pick at the end. Um, and you kind of already said Bukowskis. Uh, I do like him. Yeah, that would be a second half play. That's that's not something I would walk out of a draft with in your format tomorrow. Um, that's that's somebody like I said. We'll hey, just still, pay attention. I still have two draft and holds going, Greg. I'm I'm a degenerate. Oh, and a draft and hold, yes. You you can <laughs> pluck him up in that. Um, and then I guess just for the I, late, I, I feel like somebody's going to emerge, whether it's Anoli Parides or somebody else in Houston, uh, that the Presley situation makes me nervous. Um, that's a good, that's, that's just a, something we really, really got to pay attention to. And, and um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a little late for most people, uh, you know, except for degenerates. And, like, and a draft and hold, I'd be stashing holds, but, them. Yeah, you know, him and Rainey late in draft and holds, or they could end up being gold. Um I do think Rafael Dolis will get ancillary saves that we've already spoke about. So again, I, anytime you're getting guys that can get you five to double digits, you're going to take them. If you think Toronto is going to be a playoff team this year and, and they weren't going to use Yates, you know, back to back or three out of every four, they're going to do the same thing with Romano. They're, they're going to protect him. So there's going to be days he won't be called upon, which means Dolis might go up there and get it. So, um, those are the things we've got to pay very, very close attention to. And then if something happens in Kansas City, like you alluded to, will it be Barlow or Stonemount? Those are probably the two best arms in that bullpen. Um, the, I'm just worried about Stonemount because he had a bad battle with COVID where he lost like 15 pounds. So he's still getting back uh, into shape and form. So it might take him a little longer. But um, if he gets a chance in the second half, he could run with it. But if Barlow gets it first and doesn't give it up, then it doesn't matter what Stolman's doing. So uh, Detroit's wide open. I, I do think Soto can get in there, but I, I, I'm keeping an eye on uh, Derek Holland as a multi-inning sleeper with a chance to maybe get a few cheap saves. And, uh, you know, we got to watch Boston because if Salamura does come around, um, he has been hitting 97 with a fastball. And if he gets that splitter working effectively, um, and they trade Barnes and Odovino, then that's another second half guy that, that could, uh, that could emerge. So, you know, and then the young, young guys, we're looking at Shane McClanahan. Um, they've been talking about Peter Solomon with the Astros. He's a former starter that might be converted to the bullpen. 
he didn't have a good outing the other day, but he's got a live arm. Um, and then that's I'm looking probably, down the list here. That's probably that's probably a the, fair amount. The, the, so those <laughs> those guys and like the you know the the McClanahan, Paredes, those guys are you know Bukowski even are probably the draft and hall guys. Two names though that you said that jumped out at me, like a Kyle Crick. Maybe if you miss on him, mm-hmm. are the Derek Holland David actually emerged with the job, and um, you know and, and David maybe, Bednar in Pittsburgh. David Bednar, okay, that's a, both of those guys in Pittsburgh. Uh, so Derek Holland and Dolis. I mean, if you if you if you're in the last yep. round and you're just looking, maybe I need five or ten saves, uh, and I'll take what I can get. I mean, there there are plenty of places to throw that dart. Any of the guys mm-hmm. in in, um, in uh, Detroit plus Derek Holland, like you mentioned, um, any situation that's not uh, set in stone. I mean, maybe Whitgren isn't the guy in Cleveland. Maybe it's Class A. Maybe it's you know, I think they want Clause to take Maton. over, but Wickren <laughs> will start there. Yeah, Matan got the spring save the other day, but you can't you can't put full stock into those. But yeah, it's well, I'm just saying you can pretty I can pretty much commit that I'm going to be throw, throwing my 30th round yeah. pick. One of it these would guys. it would not surprise me if Clause led the Indians in saves. How's that? There you go. That's a, that's a hot take. <laughs> that's a medium take. Anyway, it wouldn't surprise. Yeah, medium. Me. It's medium. <laughs> You're not calling for it. It actually would surprise me if Karinchak did. Just the way things are trending. Oh, I and agree. I hate, they, they, and I hate saying that. It's almost it's almost the so that so the opposite of what we sometimes do, where we're like, please name the guy, please name the guy. They have named that he's not the guy. They've basically come out and said he's the stopper, you know. And then that may not mean that he gets zero saves, but it means that he's not going to get a hundred percent of the saves. And that's when you're paying a you know top one fifty pick for a guy, and you know for the most part of the season he's been a top one hundred pick. I mean that's just you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so mm-hmm. listen to Greg and you'll do it right. And uh, <laughs> not all the time, like Anthony Bass Thomas. Uh, well, you'll do it right more often than not, <laughs> man. Thanks so much for, uh, for coming back on. Um, you're, you're everywhere now, but uh, I want to let you give your Twitter handle anyway, for the two people in the world that might not have heard about you and uh, uh, plug anything that you'd like to. All right, so it's at G-J-E-W-E-T-T with the number nine at the end. Uh, that was my favorite number growing up. Um, yes, uh, I, I do uh, a lot of articles on Fantasy Alarm, some behind the paywall uh, on everything but closers. And then for closers only, uh, my work is on The Athletic um, when I can, although it's been a lot lately, but it'll start to pare down a little with the regular season uh, I have a coffee and closers at Substack. If you just search coffee and closers, I'm sure you can come across it, but it's also uh, the link to it's right in my Twitter bio and uh, my, my articles for the athletic will be Fridays. So originally they want to be on Monday and I was like, Nando fob runs on the weekend for, and I'm like, most of my people are NFBC people. They're going to want that stuff coming out Friday so they can start formulating fob bids. So he, he, he assented and, and moved the, the closer article to Friday. So then I can wrap up what happened during the week and, and focus on uh, the people we want to bid on. And, and the key to this is, is we want to be two streets ahead. Um, and I'll give you the example because last year I ignored my own voice. And I think we talked about this the last podcast. There was a week where everybody was adding Jairo Diaz and Cole Soser. And I wrote in my own damn article that the smart play would be add Rafael Montero for dirt cheap. And he ended up going eight for eight in saves. And my dumb ass got burned by Soser and Diaz. So, um, so someday I'll listen to me, but I'm happy that you did. 
I did. I, and I, I appreciate that. Unfortunately, I was not adept enough to win any of my fab leagues, but at least that helped me. So definitely, uh, definitely follow all that stuff from Greg. I would say that we'll have you back in season, but I know you're going to be extremely busy writing these things. Actually, so, in season's less, but yeah, uh, in season's and, easier. The, and right honestly, now, is this has been like hell month. It's this, been bananas. This is this is the time for, you know, for, you know, there's a lot more to prepare. And then, you know, when you have a, hey, pick this guy up, you know, usually it's like a quick note that you will want to uh, read from you and get as quickly into our heads as possible. I see this and then, you know, the only reason I'm even on this talking with you is because I see this as a strategy thing. I see preparing how you're going to look at these 30 teams and these 30 plus closers and, and people that will be used to close um, and, and, and how you're going to draft them. I think you know, that's where uh, you're, you, you can set people up to make good decisions and they can make good decisions or they can drop James Karinczak, you know, like they, can, they can make good decisions, well, bad decisions with. I always do my best, you know, it's awful to admit, but like, if I give somebody like the wrong thing, it, it like bothers me. I'll wake up the next day and be like, oh, why did I recommend that guy? But it's, you take it personal, but I'll, I'll learn to be better at shedding that off. But yes, I, 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 I probably prepare too much, but that's because I have such passion for it. It's fun. And, and I know you have the passion to play the game too. That's what makes this such an easy conversation every time. And, you know, I, I think I gave you this compliment last time, but like, that's what makes you good. That's, that's what makes you, you, you the, the fact that you want to get it right every time makes you the most thorough person on closers that there is out there. And so I, as always, leave with a recommendation that, that everybody uh, go go read your work. So, thanks again. Uh, you the most uh, the most frequent guest on my podcast. Uh, I just appreciate you coming back and, and doing this, running it back again with me. Uh, as always, I've I've really enjoyed it. So, thanks so much, Craig. Awesome, thank you, Drew. So again, he's G Jewett Nine. Got it right this time on Twitter. And uh, as, as always, you can find me at um, uh, Common Sense FBB on, on the Twitter. That's that's about the only place. I don't. I'm not a writer, so I just I just uh, throw out some randomness on Twitter. But um, that'll do it for us today. Uh, thanks for listening. And as always, stay classy, Planet Baseball. <laughs>